Blog Talk Radio. There ain't nobody here but us chickens. Ain't nobody here at all. So quiet yourself. Stop all that fuss. There ain't nobody here but us. They kind of point that gun the other way. And hobble, hobble, hobble up and you're live in the wee with the comedy chicks. <laughs> oh, that was a little back of the coop meltdown. Yes. Oh, my work. <laughs> that was good. That's like perfect timing right there. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to do that all the time. <laughs> okay. Good and morning, then another my child's like, Mommy, look. Mommy, look at my picture. Look at my spider. I'm like, Mommy's on the show. <laughs> oh, one of those days. We we wear know, many and hats, it, and, like, apparently nobody saw my radio hat this morning. They're all just like, wah, look at me. Hey. <laughs> like, do you see Mommy's hat? Mommy's got the radio hat on, guys. <laughs> I like how we get to see oh. the picture, like, four and five and six times. You see the picture? Did you see the picture? Mom, do you see my picture? <laughs> it's so horrible. I'm like this. I love it. I love it. By the fifth time, I'm like, I saw your picture. I'm just done. <laughs> horrible. Horrible, Mom. Oh, my friend. Good morning. I love our morning. Good the best. morning. The best. Oh, so three out of five. Three out of five um, have already. The, <laughs> then my 11-year-old son just goes, Mommy, are you doing your radio show? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm now at three out of five. I'm just guessing. We have two more. I'm just saying. Might make a cameo in the next ten minutes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, oh my, my gosh, this is life <laughs> crazy. It's crazy life, my friend. I'm telling you, it's like Captain Insano. I get it. Ah, I'm proud of you. You're oh, in it to man. win it. You are hanging in there, man. You are taking grenades in the trenches, and I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud. Ah. <laughs> oh, it's ugly. It's ugly. You know what? This is a, <laughs> it's a radio face. I'm telling you. It's, it's just a really good thing. You can't see what's really going on. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh, that way in the beginning, that was you. That was <laughs> <laughs> That's because my coffee wasn't heating up quick enough. I'm trying to be frugal, and I'm trying to not waste uh, the maybe cup and a half that was left in the coffee pot from last night. And I'm like, come on, get old microwave. Let's do this. It's still got the spit dial, maybe because my new one broke. And I was like, oh, oh I have that really ghetto old one in the basement. So we've been using it one since. Ding. I don't know if you just heard that, but it literally has like the ding at the end. And you can't time anything right because the knob is so old and broken. So I was like, come on, oh my go. Gosh, with your and then my husband dial. goes, are you serious? I am totally serious. And then my husband goes, honey, you have it on like defrost. It's not going to warm up. I'm like, ah. So. Oh, my gosh. Those got recalled. You need to check that. But, uh, yeah, I got I, on the <laughs> show. Lauren, I get on a couple minutes, literally like sometimes milliseconds before. But I hear, like, I hear, oh, I'm microwaving my coffee. <laughs> and I just love my friends. <laughs> have you ever done that? I mean, I would do it all the time. I'm like, I'm not going to waste that. I'm not going to pour that out. Oh, the Keurig. If you divide the $10 by the 12 Keurig, I'm like, I'd be just tossing 50 cents down the thing. Guys, we're just going to we're gonna reheat this. We're going to let it go for one more round. In Laura's case, we're yes. going to turn the dial. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Your dial. <laughs> I can only, like, king. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, <clears throat> so um, it's Laura and today. So we're just going to have to roll with it. I love when we roll with it. What's going on over there? Diaper change. <laughs> The usual. What's going on? It. Oh, you yeah, know everything. As my husband stands about 10 feet away, makes me go, hi, hi, Gideon, tell mommy hi. She's doing her radio show. 
<laughs> oh, he's just sitting in my crazy. chair. I'm sitting possibly in his. Does, does Mike have a chair? Because Wayne has a chair in the house, and he's like, yeah. you have nowhere else to do your radio show? Are you serious? You're in my chair. It's, it's a fine seating. That way when, you know, you don't, I don't sit in the frosted flakes, somebody like, you know, peel to the to the floor or the ceiling or whatever. I'm like, that's your frosted flake mess. You're going to have to sit in it yourself. <laughs> you know, I'm laughing. We, seriously, today on the show we're talking about Go, and we are the epitome of Go. Moms, you know what? I, we're going to talk about the armed forces, of course. I'm, I'm just going to – our own little armed forces group, a.k.a. the moms, we go. I mean, you – there's going constantly. I feel like if we had 10 more arms, that would be awesome. Maybe a machete or something like that. We would be ready to roll. I just, it's, a, it's a hard life being a mom. I mean, you're going, you're going, you're going, and then God calls you to do other things, and we just kind of go, don't we? I mean, I kind of answer the yeah. call. Yeah. Ready or I mean, not, you know, like, oh, crud, forgot yeah. my gun belt. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You're yeah. in it anyhow. You're in it to win it. Yeah, I mean, use your shirt to clean that up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. kinda, that's just kind of how it rolls. I mean, we got this really cool, and I'm going to rewind a couple shows because uh, the last couple ones, Laura and I have been boldly praying. We're like, you know what, Father, we would like to just see each other again. That would be awesome, you know what I mean, if you could provide. And he listens. He hears. And I said, guys, watch. I said, he's going to answer. And he completely answered with this really cool, and it's an opportunity. Mind you, we don't even know if we'll be able to go. However, <laughs> even the prospect of the hope, isn't that awesome? Sometimes just yes. the hope of being able to do something is pretty great. So, I mean, this opportunity comes in from this really awesome girl who has this ministry in California, and she works with the armed forces, and they're in the training center, and they are out in, like, desert circumstances, <laughs> much like a mom when we're left to deal with right. by herself. Anyway, but they're pulled away from, you know, I shouldn't say pulled. They move away from family and friends, and they move, you know, into a place where it's, the enemy loves when it's dark, you know. He just tries to come creeping around, turning off every light. And so I think it's really important to pray for them, that God just continues to shine the light into their lives and that they just feel peace because in darkness creeps in depression, you know. I love to speak personally on right. everything. I mean, whenever I feel alone and I pull away from family and pull away from friends and, you know, it's like the, the, the slow boiling frog, you know what I mean? You don't just plop it in the hot water. Idiot. You you just slowly turn up the heat, and that same with the the darkness as it grows. The light just slowly begins to fade, and so when you have people like yeah. Samantha who go and they have an awesome ministry to recognize, okay, I've got to turn up the heat. You know, I got to bring in the light, and so that is her ministry. Right. It is praying for these troops before they go out, because mind you, too, in that ministry, when you're able to say you are the light of God to somebody, who, you know, maybe they have heard it, maybe they haven't. The point is just being that light. You know, the example. This is what God doing. That's just what God's doing in my life. They're able to take that light to the far ends of the earth because that's where they're going for us to protect our freedom. I mean, they're being sent everywhere. And so it's not just, which is important for me, that they don't feel alone, but that they take that light and are able to go out with it. And so you have to understand battlefield conditions, spiritual battlefield conditions. The enemy's right up in it. He's in it. He's right up in it. He's oh, like, yeah. no, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to extinguish every single thing. I want to, I want to depress and deflate in every possible way, so that when you go out, you take that with you. And I just feel called, you know, an email, whether we go or not, I love having the hope. However, I feel called to pray for them. And I babbled on, but do you do you want to pray for them real quick, even before we go even further? Sure. Sure. Okay. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you, as always, for the blessings that surround us. I want to thank you for life itself and the fact that if we are still alive and we are still breathing, that there is still hope. So I know that anyone listening who may even feel like they have just now reached the end of their chain and they're about to let go, 
Let it remind them that there is hope, that right now they are hearing that there is hope. And really all we can do, God is such a gift, but he requires that we take him and accept him. And I want them to hear right now that there is a gift waiting, that there is hope, that there is joy on the other side that there is light, but it does require that we reach out for it and that we believe it to be there. And so for anyone who is hanging on the edge, God, I just thank you for the opportunity that right now you can remind them that you would orchestrate the events, that they could hear this message right now and realize that this is not the end, that there's someone out there pleading for them to say, don't give up, don't give up. And if you think no one else sees you, God sees you. And supernaturally, the Christian comedy chicks see you through God mm-hmm. ordaining you to hear this message. And we just know that it's so important. And that we both have experienced in our own lives, in our own homes, in our own families, the depths of despair that people can go through and what that looks like. And it's a scary, scary place. And it I just want to remind people that there's no shame in that. Please don't do this alone. Please reach out and let us help offer you that hand up, that that leg up. And like Jessica said, it's not because of anything in us except the light of Christ. So if you see any hope in a message you hear from us, just know that it's filtering through from a Heavenly Father who loves you more than you can imagine. And I thank you for the opportunity to possibly go to California And to share with these people, as the wife of a veteran, God, I just understand that there's so much that not only these veterans go through, but their families, too. And if Uh you would ordain that to happen, God, what a blessing to be able to pour back into lives of families that we we understand um, and to see each other once again. I know we have let hundreds and thousands of people hear us pray over and over. And God, what a testimony that would be just to your glory that something simple like bringing two friends together, especially for the purpose of shining your light, that you care and that you can do it. So I thank you for that. And I just pray that you would offer hope to anyone listening today, hope, hope and joy and light that we would be the conductors of electricity for you and that you would allow us to bring it wherever you see that it's needed. And we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Oh, oh, you know, I love the start of the show. I'm serious. I could not be more timed and more perfectly just God divine. See, you see <laughs> three out of five, four out of five coming at you. I see this beautiful family and this beautiful love. And if for anyone that was listening, you know, armed forces, spouse, you know, that you're hearing that, and you, you get it. I mean, it is this beautiful sound. And I think, you know, when a lot of people, whenever they answer the call, they, they don't hear that. And they feel, you know, this, this, this separation. And, again, these are all these moments where the enemy is like, oh, hello, separation. So, God, I just pray, too, that you would just be the super glue in the families of the lives that are listening yes. right now that really feel that separation. That, God, you would close that gap as they serve and, and as both sides serve, Father, as a spouse serves in the military forces and then the other spouse. Notice I don't say man and wife, however, because I don't know, maybe maybe mom's out there with a machete. I don't know. Right. Okay. I probably would have been yes. a phenomenal in the armed forces. My, both my parents were in the drill sergeants in the Air Force. Anyway, the point is I just pray that for both sides that you would give that that strength. And when Laura and I talk about this strength, I'm gonna tell you something right now. It does not come because we are on a fluffy pillow. What what? Mm-mm. You hear me? I mean, it is hard. We're telling you because, not because 
it is funny. First of all, it's funny. You just got to laugh because you want to cry sometimes how funny it is. But God's peace is in it. We promise you. We do not tell you from a place on a pillow that's like, well, so we hear. No, we promise you that in the hard, when you ask God and Jesus to come into your heart and say, Father, I can't handle this. This is really hard. I promise he comes in. He never does not answer. I mean, you know what I'm trying to say here. He's always there, and especially for moms or dads, whoever is at home with the family, holding that that heart that's holding that piece together, that's that same kind of separation where the enemy tries to come in. I just pray that you just keep asking for that joy and asking for that peace because in the midst of the heart, I promise you there is the joy that you are going to be able to laugh through it. And then if you pray for God, just give me that smile, you know, because what I want to do right now is, you know, I don't even know what to say without getting myself in trouble. But you know my heart, Father. Just please come in and, and give me that joy. He will do that. And you know what? Sometimes it's it's a reprieve you need it just at the right moment. And uh, these are not just false things. You know, I hope you hear the, the warrior inside, Laura and I, that we have been in the trenches. We have taken the grenades. And, man, God's healing is there. and It's so beautiful. And I just don't want anyone to think they're battling alone. You know, when you think you're battling alone, no, you're not. Laura and I are praying for you. If you want to write in, we'll specifically pray for you. And if not, you know what, Father, we pray for those who are right now thinking, "Ah, give you some prayer. Bam! He hears you, which is awesome. You know, when we talk about go and answering the call and moms go and we answer the call and the armed forces, they go and they answer the call, you know, and we pray that we can, you know, see each other again and we're ready to go. You know, and even if that's not going to happen, you know, that hope, we talked about how, how, how awesome that hope is. Ultimately, we're all going to heaven. Ultimately, our, our destination is this beautiful place where we will go. You know what I mean? So these calls that we answer here on earth, you know, when the struggles that we're having, ultimately know where you're going. You know, ultimately know that there is just this place of peace. And here, you do not battle alone. And in the description, when I talk about holding up each other's arms, if you're dealing with depression, you're dealing with anything, you're not alone. You know, allow, allow someone, allow us to hold up your arms in prayer. And so I, I look forward to the opportunity to hope we can, you know, do that in California. I love that to do it for Laura whenever I can. And I just always convict myself it's not enough. But that, again, there's, there's the enemy. Oh, excuse me. Hi, you're incompetent. I'm right here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And you're like, nice. please. Oh, I so know that. Yes, I've heard that phrase many times myself. It's funny, he's not very creative. He uses the same phrases on so many people. And, yes, I've heard that one. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's so condescending, so belittling. And it's like such, you know, I have this, it's a horrible word. Are the kids listening? This is a bad word. No. Can I say it? Well, don't be, don't be, don't be too bad. <laughs> it's horrible. But I, it's the only word I can describe. I'm sorry. I wish we had a censor button, but it's uh, it's douche. Spell it. He's a douche. Why don't you just spell it in case anybody's offended? Um, I already said it, which is good. I already said it. Maybe God or maybe God did his automatic beat because I said it twice and you didn't hear it. That's probably anyway. I that's didn't. What <laughs> okay, censor censor applied. Very good. God censor. God censor is so beautiful. <laughs> He's like, no beep, no beep. Don't say that. And I'm just saying like that when you feel Jessica that creep in, <laughs> yeah. But that and, and recognize it, and it's almost like you know. I, I I picture them out. They're being trained right now. They'll be sent out to conditions that you know I couldn't begin to imagine. And there is a there's there's keys where they're like recognize, you know, and they have to know. And it's the same thing for spiritual warfare. You got to recognize that you're being attacked. Right. You got to recognize that you need to take cover. You got to recognize that you got to put on your armor. It is not just physical. It is spiritual, and that is tenfold. And put it on your family. If you are a praying spouse, I shouldn't say if. Be, try, try your best to be a praying spouse. 
That's the best way to say oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, and I'm talking, to, I'm talking to myself. I'm looking straight in the mirror like, hey, you, let's try to pray a little bit more for your spouse because I'm the worst at it. There could be no one worse than me. Some of my prayers aren't very heavenly. But I'm just <clears throat> pray for your spouse. You know what? Let's do it, do it like the present. Father, we pray for our spouses right in this moment. We lift them up to you, Father, and give us discernment to love like you love. And that's hard to do. So we know when it, when it comes that it's from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Sorry. Just want to throw that Amen. In. Yeah. So let's keep you guys posted on what You know, I want to remind is. people, too. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Share the good news first. No, no, no. I was No, that was the good news. Oh, okay. Well, what I wanted to point out is that everybody's journey looks different. I think we're so set on... Hmm you know, seeing someone that inspires us and thinking, you know, that we want to follow in their footsteps and then we want our life to look exactly like theirs. And I think too many times we forget, you know, if this, like a a great movie that has a great plot line, if every great movie had the same great plot line, then all of a sudden it wouldn't be a great movie anymore because it would be just, it would be everybody's story. And I think too many times we forget that. We love the stories that take us up and down and inside out. And we've talked about that roller coaster living before where we we put, do it to ourselves on purpose. We'll wait two hours in a line for a ride that's going to make us vomit our brains out. And then at the end go, whoa, that was so cool. And we're probably going to pay $80 just to get into the park to do that like three times all day. And why do we do that? And then in life we take the dive and we're like, oh, my gosh, I hate my life, I hate everyone around me, and God hates me. And we forget, like, okay, this is the dip, and then you have that, you know, it's coming, it's coming, Mm. and then you're going to loop down and around again. But why, why do we look at other people's lives and think that just because our journey doesn't look like their journey, that somehow God is failing us? Because he's not, and I just, I see that around me a lot, and I've been working with um, a, a group of people lately who are very in tune to, like, well, I this is my goal, and how come it doesn't look like that, like it looks in somebody else's life? And I said, because God, God already has one of somebody else. He doesn't need another mm-hmm. one of them. He needs his story through you, and at the end of my life, I'll tell you, it has been a crazy ride. But it was my crazy ride, and it doesn't mean that God forgot me. It means that I, this is what my roller coaster looked like. And the same thing, if you went to a theme park and all the roller coasters were the same, people would say, oh, well, why why ride that one, you know? It, we love this one because you're hanging upside down for three minutes, and we love this one because you're in the dark tunnel for ten seconds, and we love this one because there's no – there's, like, only one body strap on you, and your feet are hanging, and we love this other one because it drops body 800 strap. feet in three seconds, and – So we love the thrill of all these other things. If we could begin to look at life like a thrill, because we already know that God is going to allow us to safely arrive at the end, we ought to embrace the joy of the journey and the turns and the curves. And I know we talk about that a lot. I know I do. But the fact is, our journey is going to look different than somebody else's. And the best stories you've ever read are the ones that take you all over the place into the darkest of places, and then then you see them brought up to light. So if God has allowed you to get to a very dark place, just know he is writing an incredible story for you. Because none of us care to hear about the kid who was born in a Mercedes, lived in a mansion all their life, handed the keys to another mansion when they were 16. Like, that is not the kind of story that inspires me. It it kind of makes me mad and makes me want to spit on their Mercedes a little bit. It kind of makes me want to get their extra Mercedes, whatever. Then you tell me about a story like Homeless to Harvard, based on a true story. If you've never seen it, oh, my word. It's like one of those Lifetime movies. You cry before you even turn it on. 
Um, Holly oh, Harvard is a music. girl who just worked her way through. But the reason it's so stinking inspiring is because she came from the trenches. So if we really do want to inspire, why are we surprised when God starts us out in the trenches? Why? That, I mean, he is writing our story of inspiration. Like, that is the killer chapter. That's where he goes. See this? See this moment in your life? This is why at the end your story is going to be so cool. And I just felt the need to reiterate that today because so many times we get stuck in the trenches and we we think, but but everybody else is on the mountaintop. And I also wanted to point something else out that's kind of fun. Um, I just looked at our podcast feed on um, – you know, and I don't listen to myself on the podcast every once in a while I do, and it's kind of, like, weird, so I don't often. But it says that there are 101 episodes in our feed. You know what that reminded me of? I was like, well, oh, shoot, we didn't even do, like, a, we didn't even do a celebratory 100 shows. But you know why I think we didn't? Because if we were on the mountaintop, we would have been counting our bags of money and replaying our shows and, like, building up to the 100th. Instead, man, we were in the ditches together. And we're like, hey, are we even going to have another meal? Here, I'll share my last piece of bread with you. Okay. And we're just, we're staying alive in the trenches. And here we are. They're like, oh, hey, 101 show. We're like, great. Okay. Still dodging bullets. Hey, we're still down here. And, you know, maybe at 150 we'll celebrate. I don't know. But it was just kind of a cool reminder to me that we'll pass those milestones even if, even if we don't have a big party, even if we don't, whatever, mm. like we have to look back and say, wow, we didn't even realize. Like we could have thrown this big celebration and we didn't because we didn't even know because we were just busy doing what we do. And I think that that's beautiful because I don't always have money to buy balloons and celebrate, you know, but or God coffee. is accomplishing those I'm milestones a, a anyway. Well, you know what? People, yes. people, people don't always ask, but I feel like I should preface this with people always ask because it makes sense. Where is your joy coming from? You know what I mean? Like, uh, how, how come you're so happy in, in this and, you know, and the stuff you're dealing with or this? How, you know, where's, where's it coming from? And let me tell you something. I love God's will. I am content and at peace with where he has me in my life. I know where I'm headed, which is awesome. This is right. a beautiful place. And so in this moment, if God said to you right now, right what I've given you, right with what you have, can you find this joy? And if you're, if you're still struggling for it, ask for it. Say, Father, you know what, in my moment right now, right where I'm sitting, right in the middle of feeling depressed and sad and Cheeto bags and what have you, give me the joy. Give me your joy. He will deliver it. He will deliver it. Right. And that's where our joy comes from. I mean, it comes from a place that we ask for it. We're like, God, <laughs> you know what I mean? So whether or not we go here, whether or not we get this or book that or anything else, Laura and I are still able to laugh together and feel joyful. For God, I feel the, the biggest blessings that God's given, which, you know, our, our family and our love and his light and Jesus, they're delivered and they are beautiful gifts. And all this other stuff, it's frosting. You know, people don't even try to eat the frosting all the time. You'll get sick. You'll throw up. You know, enjoy the cake of life. Eat your veggies, you know. Eat that asparagus. Get stronger. It's not right. good. Put it down. But then these frost, that's why we appreciate the frosting. We both grew up broke. Broke is a joke. What's up, Trailer Park and the house? Woo, woo. The point is not having and being able to appreciate is a beautiful, beautiful taste. It makes everything sweeter. And so, man, I just, I want whoever is listening to have that kind of sweet taste in their mouth in the midst of swimming and, you know, schlizludge, you know, and, and it happens. So, and it's possible and it is awesome, you know, and it's not that there's not dips and that you don't cry. That's normal. I mean, that happens. You just, the difference is we give it to God instead of keeping it or thinking we can process it ourselves. I just want to continue to give it to the Father, and even for those around me. If someone's suffering around you, you can't fix it. And you, I, you want to so bad from a friend's standpoint. 
-hmm. you can't, God can fix it. So pray for your friend. Right. You know, if you if the Holy Spirit's convicting somebody in your heart right now, it's not, oh, I wonder what they're doing. No, stop, drop, and pray. Stop, drop, and pray yeah. for them. Holy Spirit will intercede in your behalf and knows already. And Jesus already knows your needs. And so I pray for those, our friends that are listening. And, you know, I continue to pray for Laura and lift her up. And I, can, I pray for our spouses. I'm going to throw a prayer for me up there. And for all of our listeners, please pray with us. But, you know, know that we're crazy. They tune in anyway. Awesome. Right? We pray for y'all. So it's just a great journey, my friend. 101 episodes. Well, that's 101 hours of our life. Awesome. Yes. Mm, so recorded. I love Vampire it. Diaries. I know. Me too. <laughs> All right. Well, next week, guys, next week, who knows what's going on? Um, we're speaking again about uh, sex trafficking. We're bringing that out into the world and the community that it's just another prayer that's throughout that needs to stop. It's modern day slavery. And it is just, anyway, I, it's not bigger than my God. So pray for it. And again, um, we're going to come up with something genius about five minutes before next Wednesday morning. So tune in because you want yes. to know. And on Facebook, there's always something sweet on Facebook. And on Twitter, once a week, I repost the show. So at CCC Chicks, <laughs> CC Chicks, once a week, enjoy a post, which is the replay of the show. And tweet it out. Send it to a friend, someone, loved one, what have you. And I check our website for booking information, www. Do I have to say the www? No, but I did. ChristianComedyChicks.com. And that's all I got for the show. Laura, do you have any final words of wisdom? Um, no, just my mm. apologies. I've been super slacking on the Facebook page with working so many hours, but my um, my kiddo gave me a Don't really good one for the other day. So I love stealing comedy for my kids. Um, so it's up there. So if you want to see it, <laughs> if you're like, hey, I haven't checked out your page in a while because you haven't been on it, um, I do. You know, I do. Every every week or Guys. so, we're, we're trying to balance our Twitter and Facebook and make them not so different. Yes, so. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, but there was a good once one. a week, once every two weeks. He's a middle kid, and he just gave me a really good middle kid line. So if you have a middle kid, go to our Facebook page. You'll totally appreciate the last post. <laughs> so that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Well, have a great one, and I will talk to you next week. All righty. Love you, friend. Love you. Bye. There ain't nobody here but us chickens. Ain't nobody here at all. So quiet yourself. Stop all that fuss. There ain't nobody here but us. 